This is a show where my dad and I talk about work and how to enjoy it, and we also provide a weekly housing market update and provide a quick answer to common mortgage questions. Please enjoy the Dirty Troughs podcast from Cleveland Street Mortgage. All right, welcome back to the Dirty Troughs podcast. Thanks for listening. Uh, this is my name is Landon Buto, and this is my dad, Chris. Uh, this week we are going to tackle a question um, talking about the challenges of working from home and how to overcome those and make them positives of, of working in a home environment. And uh, uh, we're going to start with this week's uh, housing market update. So I'm going to turn that over to you, Dad. What do you have for us? This yeah, really, week? kind of the big deal this week is uh, rates came way down. You know, rates came way up, you know, and, and particularly if you're a first-time home buyer, uh, this might be a good time for you to jump back in to revisit you know, with your mortgage professional, with your realtor, because two things happen. One is, you know, we got some inflation numbers that were much better than, than feared, and that gave the market the sense that uh, rates might be coming down, that the Fed might you know, be able to, to pull back a little bit from their aggressive posturing to get confl- inflation under control, and that caused interest rates to jump or to drop significantly. And then the other thing did, you know, coincidentally, the um, Fannie Mae lowered the pricing for first-time home buyers. You know, there's a technicality. The way they did that is they essentially eliminated what they call loan-level price adjustments. And, and you know, basically, if Fannie starts with a base rate for a single-family residence, someone perfect credit, 20% down, and then anytime you're off of that mark, let's say you're putting less than 20% down, or it's not a single-family, it's a condo, or you don't have perfect credit, they're increasing the pricing for each one of those. And, and it's cumulative. And so if you're buying a condo and you don't have perfect credit and you're putting 3% down, it can be a, a, an interest rate that's very much higher than the going rate would be if you did put 20% right. down. And they wiped out all of those adjustments basically saying, these are adjustments that, that impact first-time homebuyers more than anybody else and we want to help them get in the market. So, um, so it's a good time to look at that again. So rates down for uh, in general and especially even more improved pricing for that kind of first-time home buyer yep. situation yep. Where, where most people t- tend to be in. If yep. you're putting 3% down, a little lower credit maybe, and uh, maybe considering a condo, the pricing adjustments were moved on those. Right. Awesome. Okay. Um, well, I'm going to set our, set our timer for our mortgage question of the day because okay. we can go long on these. Okay. Uh, it's easy too, but we're going to try and keep it I have not been yourself. prepared with the question. So, so yeah, I'm spontaneity is highly valued here. So going to uh, so ask go. him on the spot, which yeah. should be an easy one, I think. And if you get bored, it'll be three minutes, or if you get lost, it'll be three minutes. So you can skip past these three minutes. But the question is, if you have someone who is a homeowner right now, and they are looking at buying, starting time, they're looking at buying, and they're considering keeping their home. Um, instead of selling in order to buy their new home, keeping it, maybe renting it out. How does, so we've, we've touched on before in, in, some, uh, in some videos, the debt to income ratio and how that can be a limiting factor. Generally speaking, that's w- one of the main limiting factors in terms of what you can qualify for, in terms of what kind of a loan you get. Your overall debt can't be more than 50% of the income that your underwriters deem as usable. Right. Is that general generally, description? Generally true for Fannie Freddie programs, yes. Okay. So, Someone yeah, there's obviously credit. exceptions. Right. And, right. But as a general rule. That's a good general rule. And um, so if that's the case, and you're looking at keeping a house that you have a mortgage on, 
and buying a new house. How does that how does that debt to income ratio then factor in? Yeah, so um, so it does. So that's the kind of the, the short answer for that is it does. Like, is there a combined debt to income ratio? And, or? Well, what they're what they're doing is debts are like if you have a car payment or student loan payments. Of course, that's easy to calculate, right? It's however however hundred dollars a month you're making on that payment gets included in your debts. But on a piece of property that you own, that's not the subject property. So the subject property is the property that is the subject of the mortgage you're being underwritten mm -hmm. for. So in this case, you're buying a new place. The subject property has its own. Let's say Woodenville, Washington, yeah. is the new property. Yeah. And Duval is the old property. Yeah. And so. You're on Woodenville, of course, you're going to have your principal and interest on your mortgage, your taxes, your homeowner's insurance, and all that's going to factor into your debts. But then the departing residence that you're leaving also has all of those things as yeah. well. That's right. And so, so you know, the ideal situation is, and this is not everybody for sure, is where you can qualify carrying that departing property as just dead weight, right? No income offset. Um, so that's the ideal situation where you don't need to have a renter in that property. Mm -hmm. You don't have to have a rental agreement. In order to qualify. Right, in order to qualify. Because then that's, you know, that's simple. It's just, you know, you're, you're buying a new house, that's one of your debts, but you have enough income to qualify. So you just show them your, your mortgage statement that shows all the, you know, the taxes and insurance and principal and interest and that gets added in and you're fine. So are you but, saying there, there may be then scenarios where your usable income can include rent from your previous yeah, property? Yeah, yes. And okay. so that's that's a situation that's you know, more likely for a lot of people is most, most people can't to afford that. to carry two properties dead weight. And so then you typically have to have a rental agreement signed and a security deposit deposited. Okay. Um, in order so to use that income. In, in order to use that income. And then that income is an offset against that mortgage payment. So if you have if you have that situation where you're looking at buying, you just have to start lining and, and you needed that income yeah. to qualify. You just have to start lining up your your renters, get that all taken care of, start lining up your renters, and then go get underwritten for your new mortgage. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Nice. Nice. Great. Um, real. I mean, we're at our three minutes, but why not do that? Like, what what are uh, is there any obvious reason not to do that if, if not like to, you can? Not to retain the existing yeah, property if, and buy the new one? Like if you can offset the mortgage by the rent effectively, so you're not adding more payments, so, uh, you know, you get at, at the very worst case scenario, they even out. So your old mortgage you're keeping, but then you offset it with the rent you're getting or close. Why not do that? Yeah, I mean, just... Different people just have different risk tolerances, yeah. right? You know, and different, um, also just appetites for real estate as an investment. Managing, because, managing, yeah, you got to manage yeah. the real estate. You've yeah. got the risk associated with damage to the property. You've got the risk associated with renters, you know, getting into the property. Yeah. And, you know, you've definitely heard horror stories, you yeah. know. And so, I mean, rental, you know, you can, I think you can certainly be a, a real estate investor prudently and yeah. take precautions and minimize those Exposures you can never minimize. You know you can never eliminate the exposure of you know different elements of owning real estate, right? Property values go down, rental values go down. I mean that, those are risks, but I think generally they go up. Yeah. And so yeah, I think that's not a bad approach. Mm -hmm. um, the the other main impact there is you know a lot of times when you're buying a new house, people use the equity of the old house in order to right. invest in the new house, and that can yeah. be the biggest challenge is that. 
you're you're leaving that equity parked at right. that house, and it's hard to get yeah. to. Um, yep. So that can be the biggest challenge. But as I mean, there are solutions of maybe refinance that and, and use some of that equity. Potentially, but by the time but you're ready to do that, well, well, that's also no longer going to be a primary residence, right? If you refinance this property, you have to you're say you're going to yeah. occupy it as a primary for a year. Otherwise, you're refinancing it as an investment property, and that's likely going to drive your cost of money significantly. Then it gets out. less practical. Yeah. Makes sense. So. Great. Well, more to talk about there, but yeah. it's helpful for now. Um, yeah, let's shift over to our work question, which yeah. is working from home, the challenges of working from home. A lot of people, obviously, uh, a lot more people are doing that now. We both do that to an extent. His, his office is at home, and uh, I spend some time working from home, mostly in the mornings, which is, I would say, is the most challenging part to work from home, as opposed to if you're working in the office in the morning and then at, at home in the evening um, for various reasons. But yeah, there's there's challenges to doing that well and I know a lot of people are working through those either either consciously or or those challenges are going on and you haven't found a way to address them. So we want to just talk about some of our challenges that we faced and find out ways to make those victories and make those positive things and um, hopefully if there's any specifics of those that anyone else out there is, is battling with right now too those will be helpful to hear um, so uh, we can we can open it up in general um, that when, when did you what was your timeline of working from home why, why did you start doing that why did you shift to working at home yeah no. so I started um, I had my own company, start, started Cleveland Street Mortgage in 99. Then after the crash in 2010, I wound down Cleveland Street. It was hard to be small and independent, and I joined the mortgage banking side. And really, as a 100% as a commission loan officer whose, whose entire you know, equipment repertoire is right here, you know, there, there's been an element for a very long time, ever since you know, the laptop became kind of the yeah. central... Um, work equipment where you're pretty mobile. Yeah, you're pretty mobile wherever yeah. you go. Working in coffee shops, working at home, you know. So there was there was an element of that always. Yeah, that that I was always had my laptop at home. Even when I had a full office, um, I could work from home and 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 did that. But it really wasn't until I decided to get back into the wholesale side of the business. So I, I was out of the wholesale side in the mortgage banking side from 2010. To 2019, and really the wholesale channel came back super strong. Mm -hmm. You know, some really great players out there creating great platforms that small independent people can now really thrive and compete and, and, and excel. And and so I jumped back in first with a different company in February of 2019, and they were fully distributed, what they call you know distributed company, where nobody there was no central office, um, everybody worked from their home, and so that was kind of the beginning of it for me. Uh, but it, I really wasn't there for very long because I, I pretty quickly realized that um, I, I, you know, the, the cost of working for somebody else far exceeded the benefits mm. of working for somebody else when you know, I had run my own company before. I'm a CPA. I was comfortable with all the taxes and, yeah. and the business yeah, yeah. aspects of it. And so, so it, it just became obvious that you know, there is very little value to working for somebody else when I can do all this on my own yeah. and, and charge less and earn more. Yeah, you know, and that that was, and so at, at that point, 
um, I had seen the light of you don't need an office. Right. Um, I did. I do need an office, yeah, and that's, that's yeah. something I think yeah. I will point out is you know I, I do think you need. Yeah. You know, I mean, it's fine. I'm sure some people work out of their bedroom, out of their kitchen, whatever, yeah. and and do what works for you. But I I definitely needed an office, and so we did spend some money at yeah. home making an office um, in the home, but mm -hmm. but separate and distinct and very officey. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah. so yeah, that's that's, a, that's another word for professional. Yeah. <laughs> It's good space. Yeah. 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 Um, yeah. So as you've done that, I mean, in part of it, it's hard to distinguish the, the self-employed side of it, the self-managing side from the working from home side, because sometimes those kind of blur together. Yeah, very much true. But so, so some of these things might be true of, of, um, of everyone that works from home, and then some of them might be tr more true of less less managed, less right. uh, people who have no, less oversight. Yeah. Um, so you know you could still have work from home, but have a lot of oversight, and that's just not your your the nature right. of your job. That's not the nature of what I do. Um, but that's that's probably where we're going to take it. So have there been any very for me? There's been some very obvious challenges. Some very, very standout, okay, I need to battle this, I need to work with this, because that's a challenge that I wouldn't have if I was in an office yeah. with other people. Um, I, yeah, I'll, I'll get to those. Anything that stands out right away for you, the very obvious ones that come to mind? You know, it's, it, um, it, it's, it is interesting. This is, partic I think, particular to, to, to sales. You know, when you're in sales, there's there's a there's a, always a, a level of discomfort when you're calling on people, yeah. right? You know, one of one of the things people talk about in sales is you know get comfortable being uncomfortable. Um, if you're going to be in sales, if you're going to be calling on people, um, you know, it's it's uncomfortable, and you need to get comfortable mm -hmm. being uncomfortable. And 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 um, and being in the home, there's a heightened sense of that discomfort. Um, and and I and I like you it. You mean too. around other yeah other people yeah, around, around family. Other people. And and I and I kind of relate it to you know when 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 Jesus was talking about it, it says, you know he was in his hometown, and they were saying where did this wisdom come from? You know what are these remarkable miracles he's performing? Isn't this the carpenter? Mm. People know you, you know, and yeah. and and they know you in this mundane sense, and so then you try and do something great, and and Jesus said to them, a prophet is not without honor except in his own town among his relatives and in his own home. Mm -hmm. And he could not do any miracles there except you know, these things that he did. And I think that's very relevant to, one of the biggest challenges for me is, is that you, know, you kind of get that imposter you know, syndrome yeah. where you feel like, hey, these people know me, they know the real me, and, and I'm, you know, in a sense, when you're selling, you're, you're kind of trying to transcend the real you. Mm -hmm. and, and so there, there's an extra level of consciousness there, not that I'm disrespected in my home at all, but that sense that, that yeah. you feel. So I think that's one of the things yeah. you have to be, you have to overcome. I, yeah, completely. Something you said there caught my attention. When you're, when you're selling, you have to kind of transcend the real you. Is that a good thing? Is that something yeah. that, is that like, to me that, that's kind of like, well, maybe that down. means you're selling wrong. Yeah, it's kind of my instinct, but I mean, I don't know. What are your thoughts on no, that? No, that's a great point. No, I'm glad I'm glad you you called that out. Yeah. Um, because in this you know this age of sort of authenticity is yeah. is is everything, right? And and so so no, I don't in any way mean you know be inauthentic. Yeah. You know, tell lies or, or deceive. 
but but you have to dress, you have to transcend those limitations you feel. Mm. You know, you you have to get beyond those limitations you feel. You know, you're just your own sort of self-awareness and self-consciousness. Mm -hmm. Yeah. You know, you have to transcend that, transcend that in order to make those calls and get those no's. And and there's just a heightened sense of that awkwardness yeah. when you know there's people out there that know you really well that are hearing you feel awkward, you know, be mm -hmm. awkward and being uncomfortable, yeah. and um, you don't want them to see that. Yeah, you don't want to, so so yeah. No, that's good. Good call out. Yeah, no, I, that's I hadn't thought of that one. That one makes a lot of sense, um, and I haven't put a lot of thought into that. But looking back at there, there's. I don't know, I think of it like on uh, even creating videos, things like that. You know, I've, I've heard you create videos for a long time in the house and yeah. never thought you would have felt that at all, but because then I'll go and make a video and I feel that. If someone's listening, I'm like, I would put this on YouTube, but I'm, I feel weird with my, old, my wife listening. Yeah. Just, yeah. I'm more self-conscious in the real, in the real yeah. actual making of the video. Um, so, yeah, it's, it's interesting. Um, so in terms of Overcoming that is just embracing, in a sense, humility, honesty. What? What? what well, I think I think that um, and, uh, you know, and the discomfort. I yeah. So so I think you know. So on the one hand, it's it it it's it's it strengthened you in a sense because you know get comfortable being uncomfortable. Yeah. That heightens that sense of discomfort, and in a way, it it exercises a muscle that needs to be exercised. You know, in, mm -hmm. in that you have to be. You have to be willing to be uncomfortable in order to, to do sales like that. Yeah. But I but I think another much more sort of pragmatic thing is is just to talk to the to those people, you know, in your life and just say, Hey, just I just want you to know that yeah. I feel awkward doing yeah. this and um and, and because I'm self I'm just self conscious of the fact that you're there and you're hearing me feel awkward yeah. doing this. And so, yeah, I'm just telling you that so I feel better about yeah. it when I'm doing it. So yeah. I, I I think that can help. Yeah. You know, I, I think that can help, and you know, hopefully we all have very supportive environments at home. I know you do. I know I do. You know, and um, ultimately, you know, those those things aren't you know aren't what they feel like in the right. moment. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, ultimately, it's probably just some deeper self consciousness that that's a little deeper rooted that, that yeah is the the deeper problem. But yeah, that's a great point. Um, while while it's top of mind for me. I mentioned this to you before we started recording is when uh, one of the main main challenges I have is I, I mean this is always always something no matter what is getting up at my alarm clock you know we talked about it before on a different episode but when you have things when you have structure and, and meetings and accountability in terms of people know when you're at work then you have to get up or, or if you don't then you're gonna have to skip other things in your right. in your morning routine and morning process and and you don't you can just kind of push back your start time if you don't have anything scheduled if you don't have an office um and so that's a challenge for me and as i was thinking through this topic ahead of time it, a quick solution came to my mind that i i want to implement is just start every day with some sort of scheduled meeting and uh, it, it could, you know, the point of the meeting is to have a meeting. So it could be very quick and you can get value out of those. Uh, you know, you right. can, you, right. you can set it up so that it's a valuable use of, use of time as well. 
Um, but I think that's a tool I'm going to start using is just scheduling meetings when I want to start my day. Which I, there, there's a, you know, there's there's things that are that in between starting like listening to to podcasts that are you know it's work related like listening to getting some education some update on what's going on, and uh, and so you know there's always going to be a little bit of a blurred line, but I want to have a gen general start time of when I want to get into work sit down and work mode, and start scheduling meetings then so. Uh, you up for some some meetings in the morning? Yeah. Doing some meetings. Yeah. So that's that. That was one thing that stuck out to me. Jumped out right away. Um, any any other others that you had thought through ahead of time? Um, any other just uh, general? Yeah, yeah. General. Other general challenges and yeah. So uh, I mean, these are all. It's all going to vary depending on your circumstance, right? There's, right. There's a lot of circumstances um, that could impact, um, and, uh, you know, so one, one of the things that, you know, you brought up, which I think was really good, is, you know, when you are trying to cultivate, um, culture, right? right. You're, you're trying to, you're trying to create, uh, a culture or, or, you know, participate in the, in the work culture, right? When, unless you're completely self-employed and completely independent and just a sole operator, which you know some people do. You know, I've known CPAs like like that. You know, that's they're they're a one man shop. That's all they do. I've been a one man shop. Um, but anytime you go beyond that one man shop, if you're working from home and you're distributed, that does become a challenge. Mm -hmm. You know, how do you create that? Um, how do you create that culture? And you know, we we are pretty young in terms of growing beyond me, the one man mm -hmm. shop. We're still only you know less than a year kind of into that. And so one of the things we're trying to do, we are bringing our our um, our weekly sales meeting here to this office, so that we're in person. We've been doing that subleasing you know, from a, on, a, a friend around here. So. Yeah. So we've been doing that on. You know, we've been meeting on Teams, and that's been good. I mean, those are certainly helpful. Um, but I am, you know, definitely a big believer in in person. And, and then we're also trying to schedule at least one activity a month, one just fun team building activity, just, you know, go out to dinner or go do an event, do some sort of an activity that we enjoy doing together. We're having a client appreciation party this month, you know, where we're all come together and do that. So I, I think that's pretty important is to, um, you know, it is to have those sorts of activities because otherwise, um, really you are, if you're only interacting when you have specific need, you know, business need that requires you to interact one on one or you know with specific individuals, then I think you're 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 just never really going to generate that sort of sense of community um, that that you want to have. What, yeah. no, no matter what your business, I, you know, I think it's important that you feel like you are part of the group with one another. You know that that we're not all these atoms that are just bouncing off each right. other. Happen to be in the same company. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah, we we've done one of those in-person meetings so far, and I just think it it creates it creates belief in the company and a sense of company identity, and and that adds motivation for me as an employee. It's not my company, but it begins to feel a little bit more like I'm a part of it, and and it and that it like I genuinely feel ownership for for the company because. Um, because I it, it, yeah, it's a sense of of who our group is, and a sense of kind of identity as a as a company, 
adds motivation for me and and uh, and rep and belief in our company. You know, I think that's been valuable just in that one meeting so far. So I'm excited to continue those. Yeah, definitely. Um, you know, we're we're you know it to me it strengthens that that sense of collaboration. You know, mm -hmm. also because if you you know you know you know Bridget, you know she's an employee. You've you know you've met her before. You've emailed with her or you know chatted with her on Teams, but it's really sitting in the same room together that that a lot of that interpersonal connection happens and that deeper knowing of people happens, right? right. And I think it's that deeper knowing that creates company culture and 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 like you said, creates much deeper investment right. in the company yeah. mission. And so yeah, yeah. Let's keep moving. One one more that I thought of, and I'm curious on your thoughts on this because I don't really have a solution. I just yeah. have. The challenge is time management and, and scheduling, but I, I would frame it mostly as time management in the sense that there's things that I can spend my time doing. And again, this is probably another that's, that's partially working from home and partially supervision, how much supervision you have um, or management over you you have, but yeah. There, there are so many things that I can spend a long time on, and it's good for me to, you know, the, the more I do it, the better it is, but it, it comes at the cost of doing all the other things that I need to do in a timely, timely manner. Um, I mean, video editing is a, I do a decent amount of that right now, and you can, you know, I was just talking about, talking with someone else about writing a paper. You can spend, it's never done. You can spend as long as you want on writing paper. You can spend as long as you want on video editing. And it's always going to get better and better in a sense. Um, and so setting up kind of deadlines for myself is is something I want to work towards, but I'm not sure how to how to do that. So have you faced that challenge of of time management with with projects that you've had, things that, that you've done, and how have you worked with that to... To overcome that challenge, yeah, I th I think you know. Uh, so I'm not speaking from a position of great strength here. Yeah. But I am speaking from a position of you know I I I've I've been around the industry enough and been around coaches enough um, that a fairly common way to to address that is is blocking. Yeah. You know, time blocking, and I, and I think that's very. Very effective because well, I've I've set up schedules for myself twice, yeah. and then once I've had to keep to it, I'm like, nah, that schedule wasn't made well. I I made so, uh, so I've I've in a sense tried that, and one of them was definitely just unrealistic and bad. Right. The next I just haven't kept to. I think so. I mean, in terms of time blocking, how do you yeah. then actually do it? Yeah. So I I, th I think that's pretty easy. And again, I'm not speaking from yeah, yeah. strength, but I, but, but, but of knowledge, I think. Yeah. And you know, I, I think, you know, so yeah, so yeah, all, all of our schedules, all of our processes are, are always in a constant state of being reevaluated mm -hmm. and revised. You know, so the fact that it's not great or perfect, you know, isn't a reason not to do it. Yeah. So I, I, th I think the way you do it is, is you. Do it. Well, no, yes, but you set a penalty for yourself. Yeah. That's painful, right? Yeah. So you say, look, here's my time block for this week, and it's important enough for me that if I don't hit this time block, I'm going to pay $100 to whatever you pick, whatever yeah, you yeah. want. Yeah. yeah. 
Um, yeah. I'm going to go take my cousins out for a hundred dollar dinner. My nephews and nieces out for a hundred dollar yeah. dinner, or I'm going to donate a hundred dollars to this cause. Or I, you know, make it painful. Yeah. Make make it painful. Yeah. So that and then stick to it. You know, it's yeah. kind of like right now. I'm you know trying to. I'm trying to graze less. You know, that's one yeah. of the challenges of being at home, right? Food's everywhere. Yeah. You know, you go to the bathroom, you walk past the pantry. Yeah. You know, that's a problem, right? And and so I, I, I want to graze less yeah. now because I don't want to blow up by being at yeah. home. Yeah. And so, so you know, that's something where I've, I've set penalties for myself saying, okay, if I eat outside of the of the scheduled time that I'm supposed to be doing, then I have to drink eight ounces of water along with it every time. <laughs> So I mean, it's just something little yeah. like that. Yeah. But it's but even just the thought of that, right. that I go, oh I, I, wait, I have to, you know, even though I know I could, it wouldn't be that big of a yeah, deal. It's, it's like extra time. it's a pause. Yeah. So I, I I really think that that's worked. And and then set a schedule, set a penalty for yourself. Mm -hmm. Yeah. First of all, it's going to make you, you know, more realistic about that schedule. Yeah. But then yeah. it'll certainly make you more attentive to that schedule. And then and then if you come up with a lame excuse halfway through the week, it's like, oh, this wasn't that well thought out. You're still going to do it because you've already agreed, right? Yeah, that, you know, and, and then and, you can go back and revise. yeah, and that's the thing. I th I think then it forces you to say, okay, next week I want a better schedule. Mm -hmm. You know, I I want a better time block schedule next week, and so I, it has that double benefit of making you do what you say you're going to do, but also making you more give more forethought in into yeah. what you plan to do, yeah. and then more preparation in doing it because sometimes it's just. Oh, I'm gonna, you know, I'm gonna spend so much time every week learning new stuff. Yeah. You know, well, if you wait till the day when you're supposed to new learn something, you're kind of, you know, just grasping for okay, what what should I learn right, right. now? Versus, no, uh, you know, over the weekend I'm going to develop a schedule for next week, and on this day I'm gonna watch this class or I'm yeah. gonna do this thing. Yeah. You know. So I, I think those things can be super helpful, yeah. and I'm gonna adopt some of that. Yeah. You, know? that's good. you might be the beneficiary. Yeah. 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 That's great. Yeah. I like it. Yeah. Um, yeah, did we miss any, any main things you you had thought about ahead of time? Main obvious challenges for you or? You know, I think one of the challenges and, and, you know, again, this is very situational. You know, this is, you know, if you're, if you're a, you know, a, a, a tech person who does code, you know, and you really are interacting with people face to face or need to have people come to your office, then this won't apply. Um, but one of the challenges is is just safety and security, right? And that's that's both for you and for your clients, right? So you know, most office contexts I've been in over the years, almost every office I've been in has a has a relight, has a window, right? And that's you know that those are there for a reason because you didn't want to be closed in behind mm -hmm. closed doors where nobody could see in there, right? Because you know we all know all the unwanted sexual activity, you know, advances and that kind of thing mm -hmm. that goes on in the workplace. Well, that can be true of your home office as well, and maybe even doubly so. You know, if you're bringing people into your home, so whether you're, you know, a, a male or a female or, or, you know, either way, I think there, there's there's some risks there. And so I, I think you just have to plan around that, you know, to, just to make sure that just like we have those relights in offices mm -hmm. where there's always visibility into that, you want to make sure that there's always visibility. You know, now if you if you live alone and that's that's what you've got, that's that's more difficult to do. Yeah. Uh, but I do, I do think that's a challenge, and that's something to be planned yeah. around. You know, to be yeah. overcome. Just, just plan to have visibility so that you're not making your clients uncomfortable, and you're not being put in a vulnerable position either. Right. You know? So I think those yeah. things are. Yeah, yeah, makes sense. Yeah, and then the other obvious one is just uh, drawing lines and and uh, knowing when to stop um, when you 
there are jobs you can bring home anyways, but especially when you work from home, it is more difficult to know when to stop and and uh, uh, that that that's an asset in in that you can you have that flexibility and you're able to take a pause during the afternoon, resume in the evening if that works out well. Um, but it's also a challenge, and I think uh, just just for the sake of the the people around you, for the sake of your family, a simple thing that I want to start doing more is just actually putting stuff away a little bit, just actually getting the computer out of the room, getting, you know, keeping my phone out of the room um, and on silent if we need to during certain hours and, um, you know, that's a, that's an obvious challenge and obviously work-life balance is a huge conversation right now, you know, you, you always hear that and, and uh, I don't really like that phrasing, it's just kind of a side note because like they're two separate things and, right. and that's the whole point of this podcast is is work is a, a wonderful part of our life um, and not an, a, not a alternative to enjoying life right. um, kind of two different two different directions there I think they can be unified a lot more but but there is that challenge of, of that shouldn't be the only part of your life um, right. which I know you've you've dealt with over the years as yeah. well yeah no is that a question? Uh, I don't know. No, I don't know if you have any added thoughts on comment? that. But um, yeah. Yeah, no, I definitely um, you know, haven't, can't say I've done that well in terms of, of separating that. You know, you know, part of our business, you know, one, of our, um, you know, one of our colleagues in the business has a famous phrase. Um, I'll omit the uh, you know, colorful language he uses, but you know, answer the blank phone. You yeah. Know? Answer, you know, answer the phone, stupid. And and uh, you know, his point though is that too many times we're not answering the phone, and and we think, oh, you know, it's it's you know such and such time, or you know, or it doesn't you know looks like spam, or, or, or you know, so so especially in a business where it's time related, and yeah, and you know, clients where the first person they can connect with is the first person they're going to go with, right, so. right, and, and and where we're you know we're selling, and and where our clients availability typically happens after they get done with work right a lot of times and so so there's there's an element of that and and there's trade-offs involved in that so right. I, so I think at one at one level you just have to accept that there's trade-offs in having all that flexibility you know during the regular work hours and and that kind of speaks to your early need for discipline and need for structure so that you're making good use of that time but also knowing there's there's a ton of flexibility around that time where you can do things that you couldn't do if you were right. you know working at a desk job yeah. and you had to be there all the time um, but but the other side of that is you know you still do need to be present you know with your with your family with your loved ones um, with you know with whoever you know you're engaged with in community and so I do think that's super valuable to say okay there's certain times and if you do that I think most people understand I think where you know you I I think in our business you probably don't want to have a situation where you're just turning it off at five o'clock and you're not right. going to pick it up again till eight o'clock yeah. in the morning because sometimes people have needs that are urgent and and you want to be able to respond to that but I think you take you know, you can you can block out some of that time. Yeah. And just communicate that, you know, voicemail or whatever. Just say, hey, you know, these are my block out times. I will be reviewing voicemails later if you if you plan to do something like that. But I I think that's super valuable. And and just and and without having to do that, you know, 
dinner times and those kind of things, you can just set it all aside. So it's not, you know, you don't have, to, we're, we're not, we're not emergency room doctors, you know. Right. Nobody's right. going to die if they don't get our call in an hour. Yeah. So, you know, I love working from home. Yeah. You know, I, I, I think the, the, the benefits, you know, far outweigh, um, you know, the detriments. And um, so, you know, definitely would, en would encourage that for anybody who has the opportunity to do so and, and, and wants to do so. Yeah. 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 Awesome. Well, thanks for listening. We will uh, be posting us on Spotify, YouTube, Apple Podcasts, um, so you can listen on any of those. Thanks so much for listening.